Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to The Nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with my co-host and radio wife as my real wife calls her leanne whippen uh hall of famer i might add camaro dave chris and the rest of the crew run roaming around back there uh we'd like to thank painted hills natural beef beef the way nature intended so it's um national is it do they say ladies month or women's month i'm sorry i'm little inept it's women's month women's month so that's what More we're doing ladies. we're doing another one today we've got uh and very fortunate to have her Susie bullock from hey grill hey and is that i gotta ask you Susie, right off the top is that kind of a play on words it seems like yes. to me yes of, it is a play on words there was okay. a very it's a very old pop culture kind of reference there was a character on a one of the early like reality tv shows on cable and her tagline was hey girl hey yeah and it kind of became you know a, a thing that people just said <laughs> and okay. so we kind of switched that around to hey grill hey and that's how it started there you go there's no kardashians involved right <laughs> i don't i don't think so okay, okay. i don't think so just just checking just checking <laughs> anyway so <clears throat> you've had some great success with Hey Girl Hey. Let's kind of start at the beginning. And how did you not just start Hey Girl Hey, but how did you get into to barbecue and cooking and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, let's take it. Let's take it all the way back. So my first daughter is coming up on 15 years old. And when she was about six months, uh, I wanted something that I could do that was a little bit, you know, part passion project and could help bring in a little income to the family. So I ended sure. up getting a job with a blogger who wrote about deals and coupons and how to save money. And it was really um, an effective way for me as a young mom living with a single income. You know, my husband was working full time. I was stay at home parenting and we had to figure out how to survive and support a family on one income. Sure. And, you know, this, this deal culture was really beneficial to us. And so then I was able to start working for her and I learned the back end of blogging, what the back end of a website actually looked like. I had no prior experience in IT or coding or development or content creation or anything like that. Um, but I could just write about what I knew and what was helping my family and what we benefited from. And I uh, realized that that was something that you could do to make a living because she was making a great living running this website. And that was really my first exposure to the world of, you know, digital media and content creation. And I worked for her for several years and learned a ton. Um, and all the while, food was like my passion. <laughs> that was, mm -hmm. you know, feeding my family and feeding our friends and having people over and trying new recipes. I was an avid blog reader. I would read people's food blogs and, and what recipes they were trying at home and try to recreate those for my own family. And 
So, you know, blogging was kind of this business side of my life and food was kind of my passion side. And I had an opportunity to bring the two together. Uh, when a grill manufacturing company, one of their marketing professionals worked in my neighborhood and said, hey, uh, we want to digitize our library of content because we have all these old recipes, but they're all written in PDF format. And they're sure. cookbooks that we give out when somebody buys the grill, but we want them to be online because that's becoming more and more popular. So if somebody owns this grill, we want them to be able to cook the recipes. And I applied for the position, got the job, and it was this, you know, magic melding of two worlds where this thing that I love, uh, mm -hmm. you know, cooking and feeding my friends and family ma married with, you know, this, this profession that I was learning so much about with online content creation. And I learned how to write recipes for people. And I learned how to take pictures of food. And I learned how to, uh, you know, cook bad barbecue by following a lot of old written <laughs> recipes. Because a lot of the recipes were really, uh, they were not written for beginners. They were written for people who already had barbecue experience. So they were using uh -huh. terminology that I didn't know or understand. Um, they were using techniques that I hadn't learned through my home cooking experience. So it was really valuable for me to be able to take these recipes and um, convert them to a beginner audience and learn how to teach people how to cook barbecue, if that's something that they didn't have experience with. And at the time, there weren't a ton of resources available online outside of forums. Um, you know, a decade uh -huh. ago, there were barbecue forums and you could go on and ask questions and it was like, a little bit scary in there and a little bit intimidating. Um, and so I did a lot of trial and error and I cooked a lot of, a lot of bad barbecue and a lot of good barbecue and um, kind of learned my own, my own style and my own technique and my own way of writing things in a way that was approachable and helpful to people. Um, and after I did that for a couple of years, uh, I'd been working from home. It was the perfect job. I could test these recipes, test them on my family and friends, uh -huh. try everything out. And then, you know, write up the recipes while the kids were sleeping. Um, they wanted to bring the position in house because the traffic to that portion of the website had grown so significantly. They needed somebody full time. And I wasn't in a position to go full time with my kids at home. And I found myself jobless for the first time in like six or so years. And I, at that point, I got to ask myself, you know, what do I really want to do now? Right. I have all these different pockets of experience. Um, I know that there's an audience out there for this type of recipe, for this type of teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that I can fill it. So I, especially with women in barbecue, because, you know, so many of us were new and getting into barbecue at that time without a ton of prior experience or family history. Uh, I knew that I could write for people that, that wanted to step into that space. So my husband said, go for it. Um, you know, we lived without back to one income again <laughs> mm -hmm. and I spent $36 on my URL in my first year of hosting and then poured every bit of knowledge that I gleaned over the last several years into starting Hey Grill Hey and that's been going for eight years now and we have over 600 recipes on our website. We have a complimentary app with all of our recipes on there. We have an online barbecue school and community called the Grill Squad, where I, I get to be more in depth than what you would read in just a recipe card or a blog post. Sure. Um, and it's kind of a video style format that's really fantastic. And we have a line of barbecue seasonings and sauces. So it's it started with just, you know, me loving barbecue and, and, and sharing that with people on in a blog format. And it's grown into what it is today. Wow. Congratulations. It's an yeah. awesome story. I didn't know all of that, but I do think that you were one of the first, if not the first to do that in, in a very successful manner. And I mean, the branding, just everything you've done from the get go. I mean, I'm sure, you know, 
if you've had some failures, but it sure hasn't shown that you've had any. It's been great. <laughs> I mean, it's always learn, adapt, and overcome. It's just like cooking barbecue. Not every cook's going to go flawlessly, and you're going to have to battle ups and downs, you know, throughout the process. But um, the end result is usually worth the effort. <laughs> For sure. Did you get any um, kind of pushback when you went earlier in your description of how this all happened you were talking about you know you were familiar with ancient hieroglyphics barbecue recipe mm -hmm. so to speak <laughs> but did you but did you get pushback from that kind of set of people when you started creating your own and you said wait a minute i i we do it this way or maybe you just simply gave it a better explanation and they kind of poo-pooed it because you weren't of their world so to speak um, I think that still happens. Honestly, most of the barbecue community has been incredibly supportive, but there mm -hmm. are always people who, I mean, even with the type of smoker you're using, still have opinions of that's not true barbecue or that's not real barbecue or that's not the way my granddad taught me. And, um, you know, barbecue is such a personal experience for so many people, especially if there's a family history of it. Um, and regional barbecue is so uniquely defined based yes. on, you know, what was popularly cooked in that region. So if I ever did anything that wasn't, the same way their grandpappy did it, then then I caught some flack, which <laughs> I get, oh, wow. I totally understand. <laughs> food is food is so personal and it has so much love, but um, there are a lot of ways to cook good barbecue, and most of the community has been incredibly supportive. And honestly, I'm not writing recipes for the seasoned barbecue cook. I mean, they can come to my website and get inspiration and ideas, and there's a ton of resources for them there, but. I'm writing for people who are uh, who, who want to have that experience mm -hmm. and don't have that that backlog of of community or culture or family that walked them into this lifestyle. Um, I think there's a lot of power and love in, in sitting around the table and sharing food. We know that breaking bread is so, so important. Right. Um, and so that's that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to people who maybe we're intimidated or don't have that experience, but still want to be able to share that moment and that memory and that love with their family. Um, and so that's, that's, you know, those are the, those are the comments that I look for because there's always going to be somebody, especially, especially on the internet. Like if you share anything on the internet, there's always going to be somebody. Um, but by and large, the barbecue community has been incredibly supportive and, you know, my audience and my readers that want new ideas and that want to see things done, you know, maybe in a different way or receive inspiration for something they haven't tried before, by and large, they're really receptive and really supportive and, and incredibly positive. It's been great. Yes. Well, the, the, the Internet or interweb, as some people call it, is like the Wild West, but kind of galactic style, you know, out there. It's, <laughs> uh -huh. it's just. And it's you got to have a shield now and again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to set the phasers from stun to like knock them off their horse type deal. Uh -huh. So it, it just works that. This whole time you were doing this, you were talking about Todd, your husband, and, and supporting you. Did he have any experience in barbecue? I mean, he's a guy. No. So that kind of, you know, they think, well, he's a guy who grew up with his dad out by the Weber mm -hmm. or something. Sure. Um, I mean, I think both of us grew up with meals occasionally cooked on the grill, but we're from Utah. We don't have a huge barbecue culture. There's not a big affinity for that low and slow wood fired cooking uh -huh. um, unless it's Dutch oven. We are mm -hmm. very good at Dutch oven cooking and we produce like national champions of Dutch oven cooking because that's 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 kind of a heritage that we grew up with. So 
we would camp a lot, a lot of outdoors. So there was still like that, that fire element and that outdoor cooking experience, but it wasn't traditional old school barbecue. Yeah. There you go. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation so our network affiliates can say hi and sell you something. But we'll be back with Susie Bullock, founder of Hey Grill Hey, right after this. You're listening to Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Leanne Whippen. If you would like to email us, very simple. Just go to bbqnationjt.com and there's a little drop down box there. And you can send us a message or you can message us on Facebook or Twitter. We have the show accounts. We have our personal accounts. We have 7,433 platforms that we work with at this point in time. So it's not that hard to get with us. Um, today, we're talking with Susie Bullock, founder of Hey Girl Hey. Very interesting story about how Susie did this you know you said at the end of the last segment Susie, that the grill company just kind of dropped it off on your front porch <laughs> patted you on the head and said good luck um i've <clears throat> my my own experience with that is that i've had that happen i've had a, a semi back up with two pallets with you know, two grills on each one, not assembled, by the way. And yeah. they and they whip them around to the back deck and they the driver waves and leaves and you're going, now what the heck do I do? You know, um, that can be an intimidating in itself. Yes, it can. And honestly, I'm so glad that I had that experience because it was very indicative of what I've heard over and over again from people who have had similar experiences. They, you know, they go to the hardware store or they go to the barbecue pro shop and they walk home with this brand new smoker because the salesman tells them all the amazing things that they can cook on it. And they try to sample of the chicken and they knew it was going to change their lives and they get it home and they go, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> what do I put on it? And how do I cook it? I've never used anything like this before in my life. Where's the preheat button that you have on your oven? You know, they told us it's easy as cooking in an oven or whatever the sales right. thing was for that particular grill that day. And they're sitting there going, oh, no. So I have to plug it in. I have to use the fuel. I have to, you know, all I have to manage the vents and all these different things that seem so easy to the person selling the grill because it is. Because like I said, if you grew up in barbecue culture or you've been exposed to it for a while, um, it, it is easy. It seems like second nature. It's not something that requires a ton of explanation. Right. Um, and until the person gets home and then they realize, oh, wait, I don't have any experience here. This is a completely new arena. Um, I, I don't even know how to light it. And so uh, it's been really fun to have that experience personally, because I feel like when people message me in that panic mode, like, what do I do? <laughs> I can walk them through, you know, those first steps. And luckily nowadays, I feel like um, the information that grill manufacturers are providing is so much more comprehensive. So, you know, you get a video walkthrough of like, here's your first time. Here's how to start it. Here are the five steps you need to follow. Like it, it's, 
I think um, that educational material is really catching up to, uh, you know, the user's first experience. But once they know how to turn it on, you better believe I've got a handful of recipes that I can suggest for your first time. Because then once you get it fired up, then what? Like, what yeah. am I going to cook on it? All right. So I've got a kind of a, I don't know if it's satirical or sarcastic question, not directed at you, but why is it? Because I've, I've had this experience many times. I know Leanne has. You're talking to somebody new. They they just went to the Ace Hardware store, whatever, and they they got their smoker and they followed the manual, followed the videos. And I'll be danged if the first thing they don't want to try to cook is a brisket. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and there's 18 pounds of meat sitting there. They haven't really even seasoned the, the grill yet, you know, or the smoker. It's just sitting there. And I, I, Leanne, how many times on this show when we've talked to the 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 big hitters you know uh-huh. toughy and that the, well the first brisket i totally trashed you know it was not edible and maybe the first 10 were not edible uh-huh. but I, that always just kind of that's an admirable goal i think but you might want to start with something smaller like a pork chop you know yep I don't know. I think it's that I think it's that idealized version of what you get from the you know the store because that's what you see in all the marketing materials. That's what you see in all the videos. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it can do that. I can obviously do that. <laughs> I can do that. Um, yeah, I can do that. But I will say, my first brisket, uh, I I did my best. Okay, <laughs> I did yeah. my very best. I pulled the Texas crutch. I did a tight little foil wrap on that thing. I pulled it off when it. I don't know. I thought it was done. And that thing looked like an asteroid (laughs) that had found its way through the Earth's outer atmosphere and pummeled (laughs) towards the Earth, especially when I unwrapped the foil around it. So it was like this burned metal. uh, And then inside was just this black hunk of sad beef. And it was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And I'd been cooking barbecue for a minute. Like, I wasn't brand new, you know? And I was I was just following a recipe that I found online with terminology I didn't understand, insufficient tools, and a big amount of overconfidence is what I went into that brisket cook with. So it was a very yeah. humbling experience. And, you know, I don't know. So now if people ask me, I tell them to join the grill squad because I have a brisket class and it is so informative and so in depth that you should be able to cook your very first brisket and have it turn out edible. I mean, you still might need to tweak things based on, you know, your smoker and your person, you know, all these things, but like we should be, we should be able to get you close. Now the information is out there now in a way that it just wasn't before. Um, but you know, for people that are making that type of information available to you, you got to look for it. You got to, you know, you got to follow people online. Like if you're going to get into barbecue, like join the community, we're pretty great. People are really helpful and super nice and they want you to Uh have a good experience. And, you know, we've made resources available online for you to have a really gratifying and successful experience. Um, whether it's brisket or pork shoulder or whatever the case may be. I do tell people all the time, like, start with the cheapest dollar per pound. If you're determined to smoke a big hunk of meat, go for a pork shoulder. There's yeah. a big window. It, it's really forgiving. Um, it's a great place to start. And dollar per, per pound, you're probably not going to die if it, you know, if it doesn't <laughs> right. turn out quite right. And worst case scenario, you can always chop it up and put it in chili or something. Like, there's ways, <laughs> yeah. there's ways to salvage a pork shoulder. 
<laughs> Leanne, have you, how many people have <clears throat> asked you that uh, regarding wanting to really attack a brisket right out of the gate? And you can that's the number one question. Yeah. Uh, you know, and even for me, it was the biggest challenge. Um, a lot of trial and error, and especially with the prices today, you you really don't want to lose that brisket. There you go. We got to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We'll be back with Miss Susie and Miss Leanne and yours truly right after this. Don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation, and my friends down at Smoky Bones have come up with a great summer special for you. For a limited time, get the Rib Feast for only $19.99. Now, Rib Feast comes with a house rack, two sides, garlic bread, and a drink, and that's when you actually eat at the restaurant. Smoky Bones, the masters of meat, well, they have about 63 locations from Illinois all the way down to Florida, and they bring you fire-grilled favorites and barbecue platters every day for lunch and dinner, and it's great stuff. So find a Smoky Bones near you and enjoy their summer rib feast special, only $19.99. That's Smoky Bones, the masters of meat. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. We would like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. Okay, here's a little newsflash for you. Uh, Painted Hills has revamped their online store, and this is an offer that is exclusive to the Barbecue Nation world that Leanne and I have created. Uh, all you have to do is if you go to their online store, which is at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com, click on the online store. They have a code there, and imagine it's very creative, BBQ Nation. That's what you have to type in there. And you get 15% off your order. It's not just your first order. It goes on for a month and a half or so here. So go to Painted Hills Natural Beef, buy the store if you want, because I've been talking about it for years. I mean, even if you want to buy one T-bone, it's fine, but you get the discount. Also, pig powder, trim tabs, uh, pig powder was uh, developed by the great Jim Tab, who happens to also be the father of my radio wife, uh, Leanne. Uh, it won the coveted Best Rub on the Planet Award. It's used by winning pit masters for over 30 years. And now it's available online at pigpowder.com. And if you ask, Leanne will autograph the bottle for you. So go to pigpowder.com. Did I get all that in right? You yeah. did. Okay. And I do, I do ship it myself. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I, I, if I was on your level of products and shipping the amounts, I wouldn't be able to do it. And speaking of which, uh, does Todd still have his day job or now because your business is like so big that you needed help? Like, is he helping you? I know he helps you, but I mean, like full time now. <laughs> yeah, he has been for about five years. Actually, we've been working together. So in 2017, my blog was about two years old, and he was working as a CPA uh, in corporate accounting. And if anybody has met Todd in person, um, you meet him and you would not put him in an office with a tie and a, and a shirt and slacks and dress shoes. Like you just, the two yeah. images do not go well together. And, <laughs> you know, he did the responsible thing. We went, that was what we were told, go to college, 
get a good job, right. support your family. And he did it. And it was like slowly killing him because he is just not that guy to sit in mm-hmm. an office every day. And so it was a real motivating factor for me to, to get this business up and running in a way that could support our family. Um, and so in 2017, I was able to retire him from corporate accounting. And he came on to Hey Girl Hey. He still does actually our accounting. So that's yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, a that yes. that's um, legal. That's legal. Yeah. It's so great. And uh, he has done a ton specifically on the product side of things um, because, you know, majority of my effort and time goes to what I'm really good at. And that's recipe development and recipe writing and, you know, creating recipes for people to cook at home and teaching. And, um, you know, our audience was asking like, Hey, we're making your sweet rub recipe at home. Can we just buy it? Like, please. It would, (laughs) we want the convenience factor of just having it pre-made instead of having to make it all the time. And so after enough of those messages, Todd was finally like, okay, fine, we'll figure it out. And he did everything from sourcing bottles to finding co-packers to labels and making sure that had everything on it. And so from like a procurement and development side, he took all of my recipes and made them into something tangible. And, you know, we have the product line now because he jumped in and said, okay, let's go. But when he first quit, um, we didn't have the resources to start the product company or anything. It was just so that I could keep working on the website side of things. So he came home and took over a lead parenting of our three kids and he was on the PTA school board and he knew oh, all boy. mom's numbers for play dates and picked uh-huh. up preschool carpool. And he did all of the, you know, the stay at home dad things for a good year and a half to two years before he came into the company as like, you know, more full-time work before that he was just kind of working on the numbers part-time and, um, and helping keep me afloat. So it's been really awesome to have him come in in more of a role and, uh, it's, I don't know. It's the American dream, man. It really is. It really is. It's what an I amazing story. And to do it with my husband and, and for us to be able to build this together has been really, really cool. And our kids, I mean, I don't even think maybe my oldest remembers the time that he went to work. Um, but she's like, I don't remember him being gone. I just remember him coming home for dinner. But now that's weird because he's already home. Like they just, you know, they have a really cool upbringing where they get to see both of their parents at all the events and you know it's it's been yeah. really awesome it's so cool that's very very that's good very advice. inspiring story there <laughs> it is. no it is to to be able to really. really stick to something and make it work you know and together yeah. without killing yeah. each other you yeah. know i mean listen it's not easy and it's not for everyone and we talk about it all the time like okay like at, at some point do we need to pull back one or the other you know we're always reevaluating our position and our role and how much time we're spending in each thing and, you know, checking in like, okay, how are you? Are you overworking? Are you under, you know, where are you at? So it's, it's an ongoing process. And I, I imagine in the next few years, it'll look different than it does right now. Um, But it's something that can evolve with us, which is really cool because it gives us the opportunity to, to self-evaluate and and to make choices that are the best for our family. Cause that's what we started it for. So if it gets to the point where it's like not beneficial, then, we'd make that change in a heartbeat. So what happens, what happens when you have a disagreement? I'm not saying fight. I'm saying disagree, (laughs) disagreement on a business issue. Well, Susie wins. No, of course (laughs) not. But I, I was wondering if you did like rock, paper, scissors or what to, to, it depends on the agree on the disagreement, the topic of the disagreement. 
So if it's anything, we kind of have our own little spaces. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if we have a disagreement in like the product space or the product space that Todd's kind of overseeing a little bit more or the financial side, then he usually wins because he knows more about that than I do. If he comes to me with content stuff or video stuff, or I'm like, I win that one because that's my space, you know? Sure, so sure. we kind of just have our little, we it's work a together. And take. There's a lot of cross crossover, but we have our separate spheres so that we can kind of, everybody wins sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> my wife and I let the cat decide. That's probably a better yeah, idea. Yeah. Miss <laughs> Mavis, whoever, whoever's leg she comes by and brushes or jumps on their lap, you win the, you win the disagreement. So it works out really good. I, I, I don't like win that. very much, but cause that's her cat, but uh, yeah, it works pretty good. What's been your, I mean, you started this, you did it on a shoestring, you've built it up, but what's really been the toughest part? Has it been, continually developing recipes because that can be a grind after a while, you know, especially when yeah. you said the, the grill company dropped off a grill, patted you on the head, said, good luck, but we <laughs> need five for next week. And you're going, five? it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Yep. It is a lot. And honestly, after, I mean, 10 years now of developing barbecue recipes professionally, I'm like, I feel like I've done it all. Um, but then I find myself in the kitchen or walking through the grocery store and I see an ingredient that I haven't cooked with in a while, or I see a cut that I haven't cooked with in a while. And, you know, the inspiration comes back for me. That's, that's my sweet spot. Like I love trying new recipes. I love working on new techniques. I love, um, you know, finding different ways to teach people in a way that, that feels approachable to them. So I've been lucky because that part hasn't been the difficult part for me. Um, the hardest parts for me have been like the psychological work that goes into being an entrepreneur and a mother and a wife and sometimes all three within the same five minutes. Um, there's a lot of a lot of give and take with our family, a lot of give and take with our husband, a lot of give and take with our team members and our audience. And, you know, I also get to be a manager and I get to be a boss and I get to like there are a lot of things, a lot of hats to wear and a lot of things to juggle. Um, the recipe creation part feels like a relief sometimes because I just get to be creative and I just get to put my creative hat on and focus and cook, uh, which is really like what brings me so much joy in the business. And uh, yeah, I think the hardest part has been learning how to grow an actual company and to make this more than just something I'm passionate about, but something that has um, value to a lot of people. And Todd and I sat down years and years ago before he even quit. And we did a whole activity talking about why we were even doing this because it takes a lot of time. And I worked yeah. for a lot of years before I made any money, um, like our hours, thousands of hours of work before I ever made a penny from the website, because that's what it takes sometimes. And, you know, we just said, if we have to be doing this for the right reasons, it can't just be to grow a big company and a big business or whatever. It can't just be um, to have the largest social media account or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And our purpose behind it was always to give people the same experience that barbecue gave us. Because when we started cooking barbecue, like real barbecue, it changed the way that we lived. It changed the way that we cooked. It changed the way that we ate family meals. Sure. And the people that we gathered around our table, we all of a sudden found ourselves posting more and sharing food and breaking bread with people. And that, that became our why. That became our focus. And it stopped being about the growth and the numbers and started being about the purpose. And um, so always keeping that at the forefront is something that we really have to work at because it's easy to get distracted. 
It's mm-hmm. easy to get stuck in the business side of things. It's easy to get stuck in the follower counts or the engagement or the comments or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's effort to continually circle back to doing the right thing for the right reasons. And we've enjoyed the benefits of that work and that purpose and that intention because we keep coming back to it. So even if the blog, you know, traffic slows down or even if product sales dip or whatever, um, you know, we can circle back to our purpose and feel like we've still done something of value. And that's, that's really, um, that's really great and really gratifying. And we love that we get to, we get to have that opportunity to show up for people that way um, with the work that we do. It's really cool. You're one of, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, it isn't like you're just putting products out there to put a product out there. I mean, you just recently won, you know, big awards in Orlando, which you can talk about. <laughs> next segment, next segment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, next segment. Okay. I'll, I'll hold off. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, we, we do actually have to take a break and we'll be back with Susie Bullock and, from Hey Girl Hey and uh, Miss Leanne, of course, and I'll tag along. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about that. And um, I've got a maybe one or two other probing questions you might say. So we're going to, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Hey everybody, it's JT. And this is a special version of barbecue nation. It is brought to you in part by painted Hills, natural beef beef. You can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's painted Hills, natural beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Miss Leanne Whippen. Um, we're with Susie Bullock today from Hey Girl Hey. Her and her husband, Todd, uh, run that outfit. And I was going to say that you are one of, I don't know how many, but it's not very many people that we've talked to on this show. And I've, been, I've actually been doing this show a long time, and Leanne's been with me year and a half or so a minute it's all good but that you stuck to your purpose in doing it you didn't worry about well you always worry about it you're concerned about it but the primary focus was your dedicated purpose into developing food and and sharing and that type of thing versus just like okay i'm going to whip out another line of spices and throw it on the market and i think that's I think that has served you well, and um, I think it served your your public and your consumers well too. So that's just my take. But I, uh, like I said, I think in all the years I've been doing this, there's probably less than a handful that I could count on one hand uh, that have stuck to that and not turned it into just totally monetary to try to make it. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. It's really difficult because, and I can tell you firsthand, there have been moments that we've had to recalibrate and we've had to circle back and say, what are we doing this for? Um, because when you do what you love, a lot of people in the barbecue space, like we love it. And if there's an opportunity presented to you to make money doing what you love, yeah. of course, of course, we're going to chase that. Of mm. course, we're going to follow that line of, you know, hope. Um, to be able to do what we love. But 
it is exhausting. The grind is really exhausting <laughs> and the hustle and what it takes is exhausting. And so I personally, like it's, it's good for me to sit in it for a minute and to pause and to come back, but it's intentional. We have to work because it's so easy to get swept up. It is so easy. Yes. Um, and I've been there. I've been swept up. And then all of a sudden I find myself less fulfilled and the work that I do less enjoyable. And if I'm edging towards burnout, it's not because I'm working any harder, but it's because I'm working for the wrong reasons. So it is something that we have to circle back to regularly and often with our team. We have team meetings twice a year and we always kick off those team meetings talking about our purpose and talking about our intention so that we're all on the same page. But it takes work to stay in that place. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you about your recipe development. And you were you were talking in one of the previous segments about your you're at the grocery store. You see something that you have never used or you haven't used for a long time. Uh, I will give you my very short version of my own experience. My mind goes way off and it does. And Leanne tries to reel me back in some days, but yeah. it goes off and I'll say, why can't I do, you know, peaches and uh, chicken legs together or something, you know, whatever it is. And it's all doable, but that's the way I look at things to say, I'm going to try that. And if it works, then I'll, you know, do it again, perfect it to my standards, whatever. I want to know what your thought process is on that. Um, I have a really weird brain and I didn't know that I had a weird brain until I got into this business and was talking to other people. Um, but it operates in a similar way. I can... <laughs> I, I feel like every time I try to describe this, I come off like an actual crazy person, but I can, um, I can kind of taste things with when I'm thinking about them in my brain. So like, I know what each tastes like, and I know what I would pair that with to get the chicken that ends up this way, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. um, there's a really awesome book. If you haven't checked out the Flavor Bible, um, mm. it's a really phenomenal book, and it talks about the flavor profiles of different ingredients. And how they play well with other things. And that that book, when I read it for the first time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is how my brain works. Um, and so it's really fun for me to be able to find an ingredient that looks like it's in season or, you know, sounds really great. Or you see that awesome pork chop at the grocery store that day. Um, and to be able to run through my index of different ingredients that I love and yeah. what I have at home or something that I would want to try and kind of start to hobble things together before I ever get home and fire up the grill. So it's a really fun process for me. That's why I said when I'm like at my best is when I'm cooking and, and recipe developing and, and testing new things because I feel the most free and the most creative. And that's where I have the most fun. Leanne, your turn. I want to know, and you and I have talked about this mm. kind of briefly off and on, um, but your process too about looking at, I know you like risotto. So what do you do with your risotto that you add to or whatever, or well, uh, it, it's, it's, it's very similar, even though you say it's kind of weird for you. I feel like you're, when you're growing up and fortunately, you know, my dad, he was a pilot and he flew internationally. So he would bring back some like really unusual sausages or spices. So I was fortunate to be exposed to different flavors. And then being in food and beverage in the hotel industry for 15 years, you know, I was creating menus and it wasn't, 
and it, it, it becomes in your head, like, you know, what flavors work together. And it's not something that you learn by reading, you know, a book per se, but it's, it's inherent to me. So I know I'll go to the store and not know what I'm going to cook. And I will look at, like you said, if it's an awesome pork chop or, you know, an awesome beef rib, I always go to the protein or the base first. And then I build from that. Um, And again, incorporating seasonal and try to make it a little bit different. You know, peach, like throw mint in there. Not that I would do that, but I'm just saying I kind of build from my protein up just from what's in my head. Yeah, I (laughs) no, I think that's I think that's for me, that's the right way to do it. There is no right or wrong way, really. But for my thought process and and yours, Leanne and yours, Susie, I think you just look at that and say, what can I do with that? That's a little different, uh-huh. get a different flavor profile. Maybe I'm going to, you know, hot and fast it, or maybe I'm just going to slow cook it. Maybe I'm going to put it in a Dutch oven, whatever it is. But I think you have to kind of let your mind go because yeah. I've, been, I've been accused of not having one. So it's easy to let go. <laughs> but, but I really think that's, you can get creative and yeah. and enjoy it. You can read recipes, Mm -hmm. Um, but once you've been cooking for a while and you start to develop that, that sense of taste, that sense of flavor, that sense of adventure that comes with the confidence, that's when you really get to have a lot of fun with cooking. Susie, how can people find you, follow you, whatever, because we're kind of running out of time for the (laughs) regular show. So how, um, how, how do they find you? Social media, Hey Grill Hey. Our website is HeyGrillHey.com. We have an app with over 600 recipes. You can download it in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Um, we got to get out of here. Thank you, Susie. Uh, Susie Bullock from Hey Grill yes. Hey. Uh, she is going to stick around for after hours for the abuse segment. But uh, <laughs> other, other than that, Leanne and I will be back next week. And remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. And uh, go out there. Cook something and have fun. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.